All right, y'all, welcome back to the Mickey D's podcast, episode 35. Yes, sir. 35? Si, si, muy bien. I'm on it. We are at the East Coast Link Up, brought to you by Beat Source. Yep. Big Night Live, Big Night Entertainment, I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, wow. Yeah. Um, it's popping out there. First of all, weather's crispy. It is. Yes. It's crispy. We're, you know, those LA kids just. But the, but, the, is, but the air is fresh. This is warm. This is not crispy. This is warm for us. It's February. It's supposed to be like eight degrees. He's got sandals on. He's got sandals on. He's got sandals on. Some cargo yeah. shorts. Some cargo <laughs> shorts. <laughs> and high socks. Yeah. And Brady underwear. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> we got to give you the proper intro. <laughs> proper intro. Special guest. First guest of the, the episode. Yeah. Vinny Five is yeah, oh, man. Hey guys. Yeah, we, you, you know we gotta like a list of things to talk about. We kind of just want to let you loose and just say what you want. No, oh, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to I mean, do that. No, we don't. No, Randy's sitting off camera. We don't want to do that. <laughs> we don't Speaking do of Randy, I, you and I have talked in the past, and you said uh, I don't know how I still have a job here. I don't actually. You know, this is a, this is a company wide like thing. Nobody knows what I do, yeah. including myself. He just pays me. <laughs> Now, with the company fold, if you were to leave, are you that important? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I signed Randy's checks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If the tape magically ended here, you know why. For for the viewers that don't know, Randy's sitting right there. (laughs) But, yo, um, I got to give Vinny his props, man. I've I've gotten a chance to hang out with you a couple times now. And, um, wow, what an entertainer you are. Thanks, buddy. We've only hung out maybe three times, and I think every time I'd say they were memorable if I didn't remember what yeah. happened after a certain point of the night. Yeah. But um, I gotta say, yo, real quick, you're on um, SD cards. I am. That I was, I was jealous. Yeah. This man just pulls up with <laughs> a little purse. Bring a, he's he's a little purse. He's got a little Louis Vuitton I, it's, purse. It's in my pocket right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. That's it. A couple SD cards, a couple airplugs. He's good to go. Go. When your when your wife goes with you, your sets, does she carry a backup pair? Oh, of course she does. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. I, now I have another backup pair at mom's house. Just you know, God yeah. forbid. And everything synced to Dropbox, too. Just in case you got to do a party. Oh. Yeah, I have everything synced, so God forbid I lose them. Right. Just Smart. go to a store, CVS, buy a new SD card, and you're good to go. Full set. I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. Um, Work smarter, not harder, guys. Come on. Ooh, I like this, yeah. man. That's how you keep your job. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, how many times have you been in a club yeah. with like a laptop, Serato, I mean, something's dropping out, yeah. you can't, oh, blah, blah, yeah. battery, forget your charger. Yeah. Oh. Why? And not for nothing, your laptop's your life. Why are you bringing it into a club with a thousand drunk people, girls, <laughs> filling drinks? Forget the drunk, port. forget the thousand people. You I was, de- I was being teaching drunk. in Hollywood. <laughs> no, being drunk is a whole different thing. But I was in Hollywood two or three weeks ago, we talked yeah. about it on the pod. And the host of the night got excited when I played some Roddy Rich song and kicked my laptop off the thing, and it fell six feet down. And I'm thinking, yeah, eh, it's either over or it's you know an experience. So yeah. um, good point. Yeah, and you. but then I moved after I was on Serato for a while. Okay. Then I moved to USBs, yeah. and then I realized the worst thing about USBs is somebody hits it and it bends inside. Uh, wow. So an SD card is yeah. in there and in. you're good, yeah. and it's like. It's solid, you know. Right. It's a solid state drive right there. But don't forget them. Train yourself, because at the end of the night, if you're drunk, you may forget that. In there. Oh yeah. So that's why so I can't do that. Because pros and cons to everyone. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, so actually, before we get into your um, big night radio, yeah, um, we haven't mentioned this yet because Randy's episode is the week after. But we have our own um, hour. We have our own show on globalization. 
Sirius XM, and we have the Mickey D's radio show. Yep. So we will be dropping guest mixes. <laughs> we'll be dropping our own mixes. We'll treat it like a radio show and interview artists and just just celebs that are just floating around the Sirius building. And, um, yeah, really big opportunity for the Mickey D's brand. And that'll be at uh, on Tuesday nights, beginning March 3rd, um, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So 11 a.m., do the math. And, yeah, so we, us three, were excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, congrats, guys, on that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Right. Appreciate so, it. With that being said, not too long ago, you launched your own radio, mm-hmm. Big Night Radio. Big Night Radio. Globalization, Series XM. Shout out to Phenom. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, tell He's us the one about making it all happen. What, what, uh, what, what should we expect from this? What have you guys been doing? So, we've been doing it Friday mornings. 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, and we've been doing a lot of like, it's more EDM driven, the show, sure. right? So a lot of the guys that play Big Night, some of my friends that I've known from all the years. Loud we get them, going la, yeah, Loud Luxury, Aoki, Rehab, you know, the, the full list of you them You went all. to high but school, Polly D, we get No, yeah, but that's, you know, that's, just, that's some Rhode Island shit. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, it's been going good, man. And it's, you know, it, I think it's good, especially because a lot of these guys, most of their music's always on like BPM, or yeah, Diplo, and right. sure, they're sure. able to hit a different demographic of radio listeners, you know, with being on that show. So well, it's, it's, it's a party so station. That's exactly so it. It fits what we're doing, and there aren't too many mixes like what you guys are mm-hmm. doing. So, and if you need to wake up, yeah, <laughs> like you, and the coffee ain't working. That's how you start your that Friday. Music. That's how you start your weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Friends. That's so, some yeah. great synergy. I mean, just the the guys that you guys have on, and the brand that you guys have developed, including yourself. Yep. It just feels like with that platform that's part of this family uh, extended to DJ City and Beat Source, yeah. it just makes sense to put everybody onto the biggest platform Absolutely. and just go. And yeah. you know, we're yeah. on the street, you know, Pitbull's globalization is really going up the ranks yeah. in, in all of Sirius XM. So we'll see where we're all at in a year or two. Year or two. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I, I think with all everybody involved right. and working collectively, right. I think we're going to take it far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you produce as well. I do. You, uh, yeah. you, I'm, I'm assuming you have your tracks in the mix. Um, um, I know, go ahead. Some of the tracks, if yeah. you know, if I'm doing my own guest mix on the show, um, I'm not forcing my records on anybody. Yeah. If they like it, they like it. You know, sure, um, sure. Uh, it's more about you know having the artists and the guests be able to push their music do and their you know. Now, is it 30-minute guest mixes from them and then one from you? No, so each long? show, it's an hour long. Gotcha. Uh, you know, we do a small intro. I do a talk intro. The guys will, you know, kind of give some insight. Uh, next week, I have the Vavo guys. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They have a new record coming out, so yeah, they're going to yeah. be on the show. They're going to, you know, debut the song on there. And, awesome. you know, it's, it's cool. It's Like I said, I, I think it's, uh, it's growing. It's still new. So we're going to keep on trying to add more and more to it, the hosts and interviews and whatnot. Yeah. I don't want you to think we forgotten by we. I mean, Sack Noel and myself. Cause yeah, we, we, no, we gotta, we've we been talking. Put, we got to put a track out. I know. Um, but so what, but, you know, aside from that, what else do you have coming out? Like, obviously, you're, you're more EDM, more house. Yeah. Are you going to stay in that lane? I, I, I am, but, you know, I come from hip-hop. Like, okay. I came from that, you know, radio, Providence, vinyl, you know, early 2000s. So a lot of my club sets, especially club sets, are still more essentially open format yeah. uh, just because you want to keep the crowd moving rather than 128 all night. And when I'm doing some of the bigger shows and like some of the stage things, that's more of like the actual EDM sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 20th, I have my new record coming out. There it's like it a future awesome. bass, yeah. Uh, and that day is also, uh, I'm playing the Remix Awards 
for Miami Music Week at W and South Beach. So, nice. yeah, and thank you. Yeah. And we're gonna do a live mix on the show that morning. Uh, yeah. You know, and debut uh, the track. Okay. You know, yeah. it's a circle. <laughs> it's a circle. Also, yeah. you know, when you say that with the with the open format background, and because I hadn't heard you DJ before, we just yeah, yeah. literally just partied together. Yeah. And uh, in San Diego. In San Diego. Damn San Diego. Yeah, shout out to San Diego. Um, and you were playing somewhere else, and I was wherever. This last time we got a chance to play together. And yeah, based on like, you know, you being on the SD cards yeah, and, yeah. and knowing your record yeah, yeah. Uh, or records, like I didn't expect you to drop a really dope hip hop set. Thank you. I appreciate like, it. Yeah. I, I got a chance to, to hear him. I, um, you know, I, apparently my energy was low, according to our <laughs> homie, our good friend, Kevin. Um, Kevin just likes to be a hater. Sometimes <laughs> he just likes to hate. His favorite line is walking up to you. Do better. He's like, do better. Do better. Every single time. <laughs> do better. But uh, no, Vinny went on and, and dropped a really dope uh, hip hop set. So I appreciate I just that. Give man. you flowers. You know, <laughs> Thank you. Know, <laughs> while, while it's recording. And, and oh, SD cards, huh? Yeah, SD cards, man. Oh, man, it's all it's all in the preparation. It's all in the preparation. Yeah, I pulled out the coin purse. I was like, oh shit. You want to see the coin purse? You want to? Yeah, can I just fucking show it to the world? It's easy. Light flex. It's literally a nice little DJ system. My whole DJ system. Here we go. I have my bank card. I have my license. ID. Wait, I have. Don't block out those numbers. That's actually Randy's big night card. So <laughs> I have uh, my earplugs. I got I know Randy two SD cards, right? Dope. We got the two SD cards. One. There it is. One and two. This is EDM. This is open format. My visuals and a backup. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. That's all you need. That's all you need to make, get it done. Wait, wait, wait. This one's what? This is open format. Open format. This is EDM. all my EDM sets and that shit. Okay. So for the record, 128 gigs on open format. 32 gigs on the EDM. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because, you know, you need some throwbacks. You need some yeah, I like it. Motown. Yeah. I like you need it. some slow jams. I like that. But if you want to get jam? sexy at the end of the night. Can you stop whispering to me? I'm right next to you. Uh, you, you mentioned you're making me jealous. He is getting you know right. That's, that's not jealous. You're getting angry. That's my side, right? Look at that side. Like, hey, hold on. I'm, we're out of town. We're out, we're out of town, so you're my main. Yeah. Is he getting warm in here? I have to have a conversation with my girlfriend when I get home now. Um, you, you mentioned Big Night, and we've yep. been talking about Big Night the last few hours. Um, Buddy, uh, Buddy talked about how the hospitality is just what separates is a part of what separates them. You travel the most out of all the DJs, mm -hmm. you know, under the umbrella. Yep. Um, is that something you notice that's like when you compare Big Night to other venues that you work with? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's definitely some venues that are hospitality forward for the artists, but a lot of them more out of the country than in the country. But, you know, I've showed up to some venues where it's like you get there and you don't even have a contact number for the venue. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out how to get in touch with the venue. So you're calling your person in the book, you're like, yo, can you figure it out? Then you get to the club and it's like, no one's even there. They're just like, yeah, yeah over there. It's, 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 so it's, it's like, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> it's so important I mean? that we stress it on the show because a lot of DJs, are handling bookings now yeah. probably more than I don't know what the numbers are but probably more than ever mm -hmm. and these guys got to understand it's not so much about the, you know it's, it's more to it than you have to you have to make sure they're good whether you're there especially if you're not there you got to make sure they have a point of contact and that point of contact absolutely is schooled and, un and yeah. understands make sure this guy is happy at all times yeah. make sure you know there's if there's a dinner set up and make yeah. sure that he, you know, Uber. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. I, I think the advancement, like that. the advancement is definitely the most important yeah. out of it all because really, as long as you get that one person that walks you in the door and puts you in the booth, at the end of the day, it's fine, but it's not knowing anything going into it and having any information, you know. Like sometimes you show up, you don't even really know a set time. And you're like, hey, can somebody 
tell me what time I'm playing. Uh, you know. I, I had a friend from Bakersfield who just took over bookings for some venue, and he was asking me like, what should I, what should I do? Yeah. And I said one of the most important things is just hospitality, because especially if you want DJs from LA to drive to Bakersfield, yeah, and you want them to sing your praises. I don't even know where you, that is. Yeah, yes. well, it's like an hour. It's like an hour and a half, two hours outside really of LA. In the, in a minute, like it's just out yeah. there. But I told him like, and this goes for a lot of small towns, small cities. You gotta make, you gotta give them something to talk about. So when the next guy says, "Yo, I, they, these guys just yeah. reached out to me. How was it?" Like, regardless of how the turnout was, they're gonna talk about the hospitality. Yo, exactly. they took care of me. Exactly. Or they're gonna say. I don't know. I wouldn't do it again. It's just not yeah. worth it for me to make that drive because I, they didn't take yeah. care of me. There was no one to talk to. I didn't know where I was doing. Yeah, a lot of going. a lot of the the bookings that I have coming up, we've been a little more like paying attention to. Is it the right venue? And to, not only for the branding, but also for like the the headache part of it. Like yeah. you know, it's just you can show up to some of these clubs and it's like. The mixer's broke. <laughs> it's like one yeah. CDJ. Pieces yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got like a broken fingernail and a flip-flop in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you said it perfect. Like even to the point where it's it's as small of a of a detail as it is to just have somebody walk you from the door to yeah. to the booth yeah. is so big. Well, it's like, yeah, you walk up to the door sometimes. Security's like, who are you? Right. And you're like, uh, playing music tonight, and they're like, how do I know that? Like. I don't know, man. You don't carry a backpack. I don't. <laughs> I, so. I have a beard, though. They should know. Usually the giveaway is the backpack. You see the logo? You see the outline? Shit. It's right here. I got a necklace on, man. Don't I look like a DJ? <laughs> what the hell? That's oh, amazing. Man. But yeah, I mean, that detail is unfortunately missing on a couple spots. Yeah. Um, I think that's sure. something that needs to be talked about more and pushed more from these guys that do the book, whether you're DJ or not. I know there's bookers that listen to us. I know there's bookers that get it that listen to us, but it's so it's so yeah. important. Especially so when you've been showered with the experience like we've had so far with Big Night. And obviously, yeah. I, I spin here a lot, so I, I get it all the time. But when you get go through that and then you step into yeah, another world, like, it's what? like uh, I don't want to be doing this over here. Why am I doing that? Yeah. I, I think the, I think some of the problem too is with some of the bookers is the bookers are, some of them don't give a shit. Sure. They just want to get their commission and like good luck, see you right. later. You know what I mean? They're, they're not picking up the phone at eleven o'clock at night when there's an issue too. Yeah. Yeah. No, you spot on. You could call Mickey at 4 a.m. He'll pick up that phone though. He will. Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. 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 real sure quick. He will, He's I'm just hoping mean. it's a booty call. That's all. I mean, if it's a call from you, it probably yeah, is. It's He's point. got a ringtone for you specifically. Yeah. And, you know, you, your your wife is very patient. I've she seen, is. I've yeah. seen you in action, connecting with everybody, and you're just like a ray of light in yeah. the room, and you create a lot of energy. And I've seen her just sit by, just like, eh, he's just yeah. being himself. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell, like, she she's she's game. She's with yeah. whatever you're doing. She gets That's it. Dope. It's uh, we met actually. She was a bottle girl at Shrine, so nice. we knew oh. each other forever. And she saw me in my younger wilder years so it was a it was yeah. a little bit of a chase she knew what she yeah she into. well yeah she didn't want to get into it the first the first thing randy when randy found out he goes i don't know how he goes i don't even know why girls like you never mind her <laughs> yeah exact words out of his mouth yeah. oh man that's amazing well, shit, man thank you for being a part of this thank absolutely you. thank, you, thank for you for having me no, honestly, yeah. we got to also say thank you. You 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 were a big part of having all this come together. Yeah, absolutely. With, yeah. Uh, Beat Source and DJ City, uh, mad love to, yep. to Kevin McLaughlin, yeah. of course, yep. uh, for helping put all this together. Yep. Um, and man, we're excited. Yeah, we're, we're you know we're getting really drunk tonight. After my set. 
after your set. Yeah, don't during you get a little set. drunk during your set. It's all right. Yeah, it's okay. You gotta loosen the nerves. Loosen up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, loosen up right, a little right, bit. Cool. Don't fuck this up, man. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it falls on up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you're you. welcome, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate it. My guy. All right. And we are back. We yep. just had Vinny Vibe, hilarious dude. And now we have uh, DJ Costa, AKA Buddy, who started out as a Shrine resident DJ, then evolved, then Big Night Life, uh, Big Night Entertainment came, came about, and you were a DJ for all their properties, and now you work in the offices as well as DJ. Right. So break down what you exactly do for the So company. you're a little off on the okay, description, on. but I'll correct you. Yeah, clean it uh, up, it was a little shaky. But uh, so I started with uh, Big Night before it was Big Night. They, own, they owned a club outside in Quincy, and right outside Boston, called Waterworks. Right. So I actually started as like the resident there. Uh, gotcha. um, and then they opened a, you know, the hot club in the city back then was the estate, which I feel like you played back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was like the hot spot in the city. And they had a guy get sick like at eight o'clock on a Saturday night. And they're like, yo, we gotta get you. We have no DJ, we're gonna put you there. I 100% wasn't ready for the night. And they moved me over there, and then I was the resident there for the rest oh. of the eight years. And then, uh, yeah, it's kind of evolved from then. Uh, Shrine opened, and then all 17, 18 other places opened. <laughs> and uh, I'm the resident DJ still at uh, the Boston Spots. JD's the, you know, the main guy in Vinny in Connecticut. Yep. And then uh, I'm now the director of entertainment, which uh, I oversee like all the logistics stuff for all the talent, um, you know, all the EDM guys, the open format guys. I deal with like all the hospitality, which is very big in our world, taking care of them, uh, taking them to dinner. My team's the one who books the hotels, the car service. Um, we take them to dinner, we host, so we do all that. Uh, I'm also involved in the marketing side, just thinking of like, you know, different promos, ideas. You know, we have the clubs, but we also have the restaurants that do DJs on Friday, Saturdays. Um, I book all the local talent, uh, and somewhat recently, I kind of started taking over, you know, the open format guys yeah. um, with help with Randy, you know, with Randy's approval on all the, all the nights. Um, awesome. So I oversee all that stuff. But then when we have the big EDM guys in town, I, I'm the one who's kind of hosting them, taking care of them, making sure they're happy, nice. um, hanging out, creating, you know, friendships, which yeah. has actually been amazing. So, so speak more to how important hospitality is, because I, I don't know, I'm not sure if our followers have been given proper hospitality when it's more than just showing up plugging in and making sure your bottles are right. making sure you have drink tickets so and you've you've, you've experienced it outside yep. of the grand yeah or outside a big night and obviously you guys are a1 hospitality so let's speak to how yep. important that is right i mean our our number one thing is hospitality yeah. um when it comes to artists and talent right so you know from what for what we do we book it we book an artist or book a dj their team comes to us, they say he's coming, flying in this time, to part in this time. So what my team does is we basically go in, we get, we get the car service lined up, we get the hotel lined up, right. we get their riders, we redline them if they're out of control. Okay. But then we, we, you know, we take care of everyone with re, within reason. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, from there we plan dinners, and then, uh, you know, my, myself, Randy, uh, or, you know, our VP of talent, Tim Benito, we'll take these artists out to dinner, yeah. you know, all talk, get to know each other, right. and then we'll take them to the venue. Once we get to the venue, you know, we don't really, we don't have green rooms at Grand and Memoir, but a big night live we do. Once we get to the venue, though, we, you know, we go into certain areas that we have. Very um, nice green rooms, too. Yeah, big night live, very <laughs> nice, very nice. So once we get to the venues, we, you know, we'll take them in, get them situated, you know, 
open format guys, it's a little different. They roll usually just themselves. It's not like a big team. So like a guy like when you come into town, me and you have dinner. Yeah. We go to one of our spots. After yeah. dinner, we'll go to the club. Once we're in the club, I ask my team, get him situated. We bring the whole bottle kit over. Yeah. Um, you well, know, not for him. No, for him too. Yeah, we treat everyone. We treat, <laughs> I mean, we treat everyone, whether you're Steve Aoki <laughs> or me. Everyone right. gets. You know, I was saying it to you. Even one of the reasons I have a hard time with traveling, as a you know, traveling a lot as a DJ, I have it so good here. Right. Uh, every time I go to another club in another city, I'm always like. I miss home. Like don't it's not the away, same. Don't give away the leverage, man. No, 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 I'm not. But, but you know, I walk into Grand on a Saturday night, and I get the red carpet treatment. And I work there, and I know every single employee there. You know, I'm close with the bathroom attendant. Like, yeah. like they treat me like a rock star, even though I'm part of the team yeah. as it is. That's and true. our goal as a company is to treat every person that comes into that place as you know an artist, even guests too. Yeah. But artists, especially, our number one goal is to make sure that they everyone feels like a rock star. Obviously, like a Steve Aoki gets treated like that every single night, right. but like a guy, like an open format guy that's used to going to nightclubs and not even getting texts being like, hey, where are you? Are you good? Is your hotel good? Right. Do you want to grab dinner? Do you need a bottle or anything? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of open format guys have to walk in and it's just like, Booth's right there. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. And, and you, should, it out. you mentioned Zach Seaman was one of the few that had taken Zach, care yeah, of yeah, Zach's right there. Yes, yes. Zach yeah. took great care of me. He's like, he he was like the he one. Got it. He, he gets it. it. He gets it. We've talked about this stuff before, me and Zach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not many people that get it and do it the way we do. And I think that's really what separates us from a lot of other venues is how we treat everyone. Um, our goal is to make everyone feel welcome, everyone feel like rock stars. Uh, and you know, that's one of the reasons that everyone wants to come here. Obviously the rooms are amazing, the sound systems are amazing. Um, but the open format guys especially, we treat them a different way. That yeah. I think you can back well, me on and, this. And not to sound like an attention whore or needy, but the little things like checking in on like yo are you good everything all right yeah, yeah that's good or just like both the hotels i stay at are within walking like right you can throw a rock at these hotels yeah. from the venue and security will walk me back to my room or yeah someone will just walk me back to my not necessarily security but you're, you're always looking out for the djs yeah. making sure that yeah we just want to make everyone feel comfortable yeah. and then uh you know that spreads that's how all you know open format guys are always like you guys do it the best you do it the best even even some of the biggest edm guys in the world come in and say no one in the country does it like you that's like great. you guys so for us as a team you know that's that's rewarding so so um, as hospitable as you guys are yeah you mentioned there's a couple things you might have had to run like without saying names uh. Can you can you give us like one story that maybe like um, yo that's this is not that's happening. crazy. Well, some have jokes, so sometimes it's like my team's like, is this a joke or is it real life? Do I have to really get like a little mermaid poster for this guy? I'm like, no, it's a joke. Of course you know. <laughs> they like that's to, true. They want to see if that's gonna do it. Hundred percent true. It's a little mermaid poster like uh, VHS, like Goonies stuff like that. I've seen. Uh, you know, some one of them that we always cross out because it's, it's like is thongs for girls. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that one we've had a few times. Um, what else? You know, some of the riders with alcohol, it's out of control. So we, you know, we slim it down to what's reasonable. We're, right. we're the most fair people ever. Yeah, we take sure. care of everyone with, you yeah. know, as long as it's fair. But if you're rolling with three people, you don't need five balls in 1942. Right. It's just like, it's just not needed. Right. So, you know, we, we legit look at every, every guy, every act, we look at case by case. Right. And whatever's fair, we do. And if it's night of and it's, it's right, like we always will give more depending on what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. We never are just like, this is it, you're done. After that bottle, you're, see you later. Right. But some nights we have to, because some people don't understand limits right. and they just think that they can get whatever they want. Right. So that's our job or my team's job is to like, 
protect big night to the point where we're not going overboard, but making sure the artists is happy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you mentioned you handle the bookings. Randy trusts you to do what you do, and yep. of course he overlooks it. How often are you hit up by DJs a lot. to like do a like, lot? Can we get a little, of course, a little, yeah. So I get hit up daily. Like hourly, minute by minute. I slid um, his DM before this interview started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Actually, I'm sending you he's, another one now to respond. Like, uh, yeah, I get hit up a lot. Um, you know, I, I always try to answer everyone and just, I'm honest. Yeah. I'm just saying, listen, we have a crew of guys we book. Um, if the right, uh, you know, thing pops up, I'll remember you. Obviously, it's impossible to remember everyone. Yeah. But, you know, the one thing me and him, always, me and Randy always talk about is like, at this point, We've built such an amazing in-house team of uh, resident DJs or local kids. Right. Um, so, with with all the venues that we have here, um, you know, that don't book outside guys, we're loading those up with these kids, and they're you know they've all put in work. So, one of the biggest things we try to do is like get, throw them some gigs here and there. Yeah. Um, but I get hit up daily for swaps. Um, I'm not a swap guy though. Okay. I think you know Randy touched on it, or we'll be touching yeah. on it. Like, it's never like. For me, I, I've worked for Big Night for, I think it's 13 or 14 years now. Wow. Um, so for me, I always look at it like, uh, kind of in like if I was Randy. And for me, it's never makes sense for like some random dude to come in the market right. just so I can go play a club in LA. Like for me, I would, I first of all, would rather just stay here anyway. But it doesn't make sense for me to do gig swaps just yeah. because this market's a, like, not a special market, but the Boston people like certain things, yeah. so some guy from LA is going to come in and might just totally have no clue what he's even doing. I'm sorry, I didn't. I, no, I right. do my best. I do my best. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and I was say my name just at me. I'm saying yes, my yes, truth. So you're telling <laughs> the futon at Dangerous House would it be worse? No, than yeah, 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 no, it's not worse than Dangerous House. <laughs> I told you, you can crash in my gig. I'll get you a three hundred dollar yeah, yeah. bookie, <laughs> right, right. but it'll look good on the resume. Right. It's Hollywood, yeah, yeah, it's a good Hollywood, yeah. I'll get you drink ticket. I'll get like, hey man, I want to play grand, but I'm going to put you at like my local pub it's like yeah chill out so yeah yeah. so like those guys it's like i i don't they don't understand some of them they just don't know better but some are also obviously just being like assholes too well not much really compares to the grand in general no not many not many but it's uh, it's important for and i said this with the with the rant on the randy episode it's important for our listeners to hear this because they i'm 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 hearing from a lot of djs like you got to be a part of this or that or the new thing is swapping so i got to figure out how to swap or or i have the ability to swap so I'm going to milk it, but it's like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. Right. Just get your own shit together, get your branding, right, right. your relationships, yeah. and of course, your skills, and everything else will take care of itself yeah. in due time, of course. 100%. I mean, I've been doing this for a while, and uh, for me, I think the biggest thing is relationships. And our big thing is, I think he, you know, he probably touched on too, is like being a good person is like the number one thing. Um, but but for us, rela- you know, for me, I think relationships are the biggest thing. Brand, you're you know building your brands. So you have a brand for yourself, and you don't need a venue to swap and yeah. all that. Um, you know, we book a ton. Of, I don't know how many shows we book a year, but we book a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's certain guys that just we book, you know, consistently because of certain reasons. But um, the biggest thing is brands, and you know, it, our, we always say being a good person is number one. Being a good DJ is number two, right. yeah. and then everything else falls into place usually and on our. Speaking end. on the brand thing, like I couldn't help but notice, like you brand yourself really well. Like, oh thank you, that's you, a compliment. Yeah, no, for real, thank very you. entertaining on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah I try to make for sure. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I focus a lot on it. Yeah, I, and I wish I could even focus more time on it, but it's. I feel like it just messes with my head so much. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, this is such a good idea, but then I'll do it once, and then it's like I didn't get the reaction I wanted, and I'm like, oh, that was so stupid. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> but like, but you can always delete it. But you can always delete it. So yeah, but but like yeah, I'm I'm big on my brand, and I think 
I think it's taken me a while. I was, uh, you know, me and you were talking earlier, like this logo that I, I finally found and I'm happy with, it took me like eight or nine years to finally find this logo. Um, Why is that? I, I went through like four different logos and I was cool with them, but they weren't like it. And then finally, you know, our, our team in-house are in the Big Night crew, Big Mind. Uh, I sat with them and I was and I explained everything I wanted and they one shot they came up with a smiley face for me. Of course. And, awesome. and once I saw it, it was actually right before me and him, this guy did the Grand Cruise. Okay. Um, and I and I saw it and I was like, holy shit, that's it. That's it's it. done. I never have to worry about a brand or a logo oh. again. And then I ended up doing like I made a bunch of merch for the Gronk ship. Yeah. And then, you know, from that was like sixteen, I think. 16, and like yeah. from then till now I kinda like dabbled in it a little. Um, but then, like Jan one this year, I like went full force, full force with like trying to build a clothing line with my logo. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is great because it, it, you know, you go into nightclubs now, and I'm seeing all like the smiley face on hats and hoodies, yeah. and like my crew, my friends wear it when it comes out. They come out, uh, office people ordering it. So, um, yeah, I, the brand, the brand to me is like the biggest thing. Um, and you know, we we've I've made mistakes in the past where I've tried to like DJ nights at Grand that I didn't fit. Um, and now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I, f I just want to do fun nights. I don't, I'm not a hip hop DJ. I okay. can play it, I play it when I need to. Right. But like my sets always cater towards like fun party. Right. Play, I'm gonna play songs that no one else is gonna play. Yeah. Um, so like with the brand, it matches, the whole thing's supposed to be party, fun, vibe, right. you know, goofy. I don't, I've never cared about being the coolest person in the room. I gotta love how, I love how you throw out your dates every month. Like oh, the Disney okay, yeah. play, oh, yeah, the says, cartoon yeah, play. Yeah, thanks, like, yeah. Go to his Instagram for sure. At Check DJ Costa. Yeah, nice plug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I was one thing I couldn't help but notice along with the brand. Right. You know, um, it's so props to you, man. Thanks, you man. Give yeah. your so if we had our pad thing, we'd give you an All applause right, right there. Yeah, maybe they can like edit it. Yeah, we'll plug it in. Yeah, the calendars are tough. I put so much thought into it. Like, I overthink everything. And then sometimes it's just like I'm drunk and I'll text like the kid that helps me with the creative stuff and I'm like, dude, I got an idea. Just try this. But it's tough because, you know, everyone critiques everything. Everyone. Yeah. Um, but I feel like in 2020, I was finally like, I don't care what anyone says about my stuff anymore. Yeah. If they don't like it, they don't like it. If they like it, they like yeah. it. It's I'm not... happy with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the the Disney flyers were like, it was a fun little run. Yeah. Dope. Uh, dope. For sure. You, um, where do you think Tom Brady's gonna end up? Nah, back in New England. Back in New England. Hundred percent. Yeah. If not, I'm gonna cry like a baby. <laughs> I remember you, you telling me a long think, time ago, like that's my guy. Like, no, I'll cry like a baby. Think, you don't think there's a there's a high possibility of him going to say, um, uh, uh, say the no. Los Hell Angeles no. Chargers? Hell no. Who wants to go there? Hell no. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree no. with you 100. No, no, no. Here comes the instigator. No, no. It's got, he's staying here. He's staying. If he stay, if he does not stay here, it's gonna it's. It's gonna be tough for me. I'm the biggest diehard Tom Brady fan. I hate it. Uh, if I was from Boston, I would be too. Yeah, it's I feel, scary. I feel like getting choked up talking about it. No, it's scary. <laughs> like it's a little obsessive. So let's change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird. Don't come to my room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like put hearts on all his pictures and shit. <laughs> we should ask Randy about that. Yeah, 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 Randy's yeah. more normal than me. I'm like a little obsessive. Randy's gonna get an email for a personal day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, it'll be like a week. <laughs> That'd be scary. Oh, let's pretend man. that, yeah, let's move, let's change oh, the subject. Let's change the subject, oh, please. People think differently of me. Um, so, well, you got your brand, your hands are full with the bookings. I'm sure you're, you're criticizing what else can I do to just make this life more fulfilling. Like, yeah. what do you feel is going to be next for you? Oh, God, for me? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Well, I got your shirt. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Legit. I'm happy. I got a good here. You're on brand. I'm on brand. That's <laughs> not even. That's not even trying anymore. I have a good here. Um, 
you know, keep growing, Big Night. Yeah. I can't DJ forever. Yeah. Uh, I love it no. now. I still love it. Uh, our places are amazing. Um, but keep growing with Big Night. Hope you know. Hopefully, open more bigger, you know, big clubs. A couple more eventually. Not right now because we're a little overwhelmed with everything we got yeah. going on. Yeah. You uh, but yeah, I mean, just keep building my brand. Eventually, getting this golden line like. And no nationwide. interest. No interest in music producing. Oh yeah, yeah. So I started doing that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I always forget about that. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's just like always there, but like I never do it. It's the same thing. I over, you know, overthink everything. Yeah. Um, but eventually, hopefully. Some music. Yeah. Um, Sweet. I don't want to stress over, but eventually, hope someday I'll put something out. Yeah, it's got to uh, But I'm big on bootlegs. I, I, you know, I don't. I usually send them to you. I gotta get them over to you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a big bootleg guy. I make I make a ton of edits and I send them to everyone. Um, I love that stuff just because it's it's easier for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Original. I feel like I'll get you know too freaked That's out. It's a lot. It's the it, process. Yeah. It takes years. Yeah, exactly. So, so the keep you know one of the things I wanted to start doing was like a booty Thursday thing, and like every Thursday put out a new bootleg. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I said I was gonna start doing three weeks ago. Um, I haven't done it once. So, but that's like that's like oh, March, March, a couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully, I'll start doing that. Um, that's one of the things I want to start doing and building that you know building that whole base of people that. I'm not, you know, I don't hit maybe the, you know, outside of the New England area, whatever. Um, because, I, you know, I send all my stuff to, like, you know, the Aokis of the world and yeah. all those guys, like Dylan Francis. You're going to on DJ City. I've sent it before. I was told they didn't like it. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, now, look, right. you're well, talking, you know you're what? talking to right now? Uh, you no, I, said, I remember I said, like, two, three years ago I sent something, and I, I don't even know if I got anything back or whatever. Well, you gotta, I don't you think got to keep pushing. You keep yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> we know some people. You guys, yeah, <laughs> you guys are the plugs. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, but uh, definitely, stu you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, keep spreading, you know, they're all, like, fun, happy sing-along bootlegs, go on brand, yeah. make it fun. Um, so stuff like that. I know. Sweet. Well, shoot, man. Thank you for being a part of this. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me. That Welcome to Boston. Excited yeah. no, to have you guys here. Yeah. Appreciate it. I was yeah. telling you when, uh, you know, a couple, five, six years ago on the Monday nights, I'd be at the computer every Monday night. <laughs> yeah, Mickey D show. Yeah, yeah. Mickey D show, man. Oh, it was legendary. Yeah, I love it, man. Thank cool, you so man. much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Our third guest of the evening yes, is sir. none other than Philly. Yeah. Oh, can I say Philly ACs? Sure. Sure. Because you did just win a nightlife award. I did. I did. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you bring it? No, I don't even have it yet. I didn't you know I was. Walk around with it. I didn't man. know I was nominated print, until print, until I won. Bring out, out a cutout or something. I mean, I have a picture on my phone. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's proof. Uh, Jason Weiss, everybody. Uh, double Down uh, runs a Double Down agency yeah. uh, out here. Well, not out here, but in the East Coast in Philly. Um, resident DJ at Dare, and has his own private company that books 350 gigs in three months of the summer. <laughs> Um, it's crazy. So yeah, man. Thank, thank you for being a part of this. And we we talked about so much <laughs> with with just how the um, how the bookings work for a club in a casino, and yeah. then you running an agency and private events, and you have a family. So um, I want to know. I think a good a good place to start is we had a really good conversation about how casinos work and the bookings in a casino. Right. And there being one of them. And um, we were trying to figure out, or I was trying to figure out, you have your top 40 DJs, guys that make anywhere from 1,000 to 20,000 that are top 40. How can a venue justify, and this is where all of us want to be, by the way, <laughs> yeah. but how can a venue justify booking a guy that's from 10,000 10 to 20,000 when they really don't have any popular music at like a, like a, a Zed or, or something like that? Like, how does that work, why do, and why do they do it? 
So as far as Atlantic City goes, I, I think it's it's not a major, major market, but it's still a pretty big player in, in, in the whole nightlife field, you know? Yeah. So in order to keep that recognition, in order to be in the middle of the Jersey Shore and only really be kind of popular three months out of the year, right. we have to book the, the national touring talent. Like right. you, you have to bring in the guys that have the name that are playing in the Miamis and the Las Vegases and, and, and you know, and the New Yorks. Right. You kind of have to keep and you also don't want your competitor to have them, you know? Right. So, you know, there's bidding wars, there's other casinos, there's other nightclubs. I think I think to keep it fresh and to keep people wanting to come, because we don't really pull from tourism so much, you know? Right. We're pulling from the same market over and over again. You know, you have your, you know, same kind of group of people coming in every single week. So right. you have to keep the acts big enough to keep them interested. Yeah. And um, when you justifying, like, I don't know if we can say these numbers, we can cut it out if we can, but justifying a Drake booking at so many hundreds of thousands sure and you say there's no way in hell that club can make that back so how do you justify that i mean that's not that's above my pay grade yeah. <laughs> you know that's way above that's way above my pay grade so yeah. um i think whenever you have the opportunity to book a guy like drake you, you have just, to book drake. you eat yeah. you know you just there's 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 making money and then there's making a name for yourself and right. you get drake in your door and you're on the map now as far as being a real competitor in in this in this space um are you gonna recover that fee? Maybe, maybe, right. probably not. But you have pictures and videos forever. You can use that. The but now we could say Drake played at our venue, and, yeah. and you know Drake performed here during our first year open, and uh, you know that booking was big for Atlantic City. The booking was big for the property, and you know trying to establish Dare, what that team, and, and shout out to the Dare team, they're f fantastic. What that team was trying to do was let everybody know they were there. Right. You know, they're here and they're, they're serious. Yeah, they're, they they're they ball. right. And they have hard rock money, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the beauty of working in a casino, right? Is, right. Is they they, if you bring the right talent in and you spend all that money on them, they may go put it right back into the casino. Right. You could you could Google that. <laughs> you could Google if that happened or not. But uh, Drake likes to play blackjack, so. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Did the lights get dimmer, or is it me? They are getting dimmer. Yeah, they did get dimmer. Go ahead. Okay, so Philly DJ. Yes. Right? I'm yes. sure you've seen the episode where we had um, Mickey D's. <laughs> How did I know you, know, you were going to do this? You knew this question was coming. <laughs> How did I know you, you knew this New, question was coming? You knew the New York guy was going to come. You got to represent. You got Philly on your why, back right the now. Why, the reason why I'm going to bring it up because I was the one that was sticking up for right. Philly DJs when we had our episode following that. Facts. You know, I was the right. one that's been like, you know, I appreciate Philly DJs at a, all, you know, when it comes to the East Coast versus West Coast. Um, but... You don't have to express how you personally feel, <laughs> but I'm sure that there's other Philly guys in your circle and sure. you're surrounded by. How did you guys personally feel when that discussion happened and what was said by the guys over at Road Podcast and, and whatnot? <laughs> okay. Hot take. Okay. Yeah. Um, so listen, I mean, everyone's going to feel strong about their own home market. You yeah, know, yeah, I, I'm born and bred, you know, that's where I play. That's where I started my DJ career. That's where I currently play. Um, I I have nothing but respect for Crooked and, and, and I have nothing for respect for both sides of the fence. But Philly's just a different city. You know, we're not New York City and we're not L.A. And we can't sound like either one of those places because it won't work in our right. in, in our town. So what we have to do is kind of adjust to our crowd. We're a blue collar sports town. We kind of live and die by our sports teams, a lot like Boston here right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have a lot more 
big nightlife options here than, than we currently have. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what we do in Philly is we make sure that our people are happy. And so it might not work, but a good Philly DJ is going to adjust to whatever market they're in, just yeah. like you know anyone else. So as long as, is there a lot of whack DJs in Philly? Probably, but there's a lot in every market. Right, exactly. So, you know, like there's, you know, but a True. good DJ is going to adjust to their market. And I don't travel necessarily as much as I like, so I'm very much in that space. Um, but I'd feel comfortable going somewhere else and, and, you know, and playing a different style of music. You know, I've played in Vegas and I've, I've done the other coast thing. And, yeah. and, and you know, I, I'm not going to sound like I do in Philly. You know, right. I just, it's not what I'm going to do. But yeah. I don't know what Crooked's direct experience was with, and, yeah. and like who he saw or where he went. But uh, we're just, we're not, we're not a true and true nightlife town yet. We're, we're working toward getting there. Yeah. But uh, we don't have the best reputation as far as nightlife in general goes. So that's kind of where I think we, the DJs that work within that space get a bad rap. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because, like, historically, some of the best, best DJs, DJs come from that city. Come, I didn't even want to go there. <laughs> like, I mean, but we got to We, we speak have to on go there. Sure. Yeah, so we have to speak on it. Yeah. I think that's one of the True. things that was kind of interesting in that conversation. But, you know, there was also some guy bashing on Bay Area DJs, and it seems like uh, champions are coming out of that city. So, <laughs> I'll tell you what, yeah. you know. the guys that were bashing on that episode were 0 for 2. <laughs> <laughs> None of that shit is fact. No. Man. Um, so there, AC, mm -hmm. and now there's there in Hollywood, Florida. There is. Uh, you have the opportunity to DJ out there. Shout out to Zach Seedman. Hi, Zach. That's, that's your guy. Yeah, that's, Zach's my he, guy. Um, he handles the bookings out there. Yep. Um, where do you see Dare Florida going? Do you? I mean, it, it seems like because it's it's weird because it's not in Miami. It's not. And it's not in Fort Lauderdale. No. So they're like in the middle, but you have this gorgeous hotel shaped like a guitar, <laughs> yeah. like nothing we've seen. Yeah. Maybe in Dubai they have something like it, but nothing we've seen in America. So with all that being said, new venue, new hotel, you know, where do you see Dare going? So there's a ton of money in South Florida. There's a ton of money in South Florida and, <laughs> and, and the tourism is great and you are close enough to Miami. It's a, it's a 35 minute ride to Miami. It's a 25 minute ride to Fort Lauderdale. It's very close to the airport. And the talent that they're bringing in demands people's attention. Sure. You know, um, you bring in the chain smokers in Tiesto to open your venue, you're going to make a little noise. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Super Bowl was, was just out there and that, you know, they, they had Lil Wayne performing that. You're, they're doing all the right things. Yeah. Are they going to struggle to go against Miami? Maybe, you know, but, but people want something different. And what I loved about Hollywood, Florida was the one side of the hotel felt like an island resort, you know, right, right, and the right, other right. side felt like yeah. Vegas. And so you had you had the club and the day club and you had all those things, but you also had the ability to just kind of chill. Yeah. And Miami's there's nothing chill about about Miami. No, no, no. So I think that's where Not they're gonna win. Beach, no, I think that's where they're gonna win. And I think Zach and his team and 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 Sean Morton and his family who sure. are involved, um, they have a pretty good you know stranglehold on what they want to do and and where they want to take it. And I'm I'm hyped to see where they kind of go with it all. So. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's a lot of potential possibilities out there yeah it's like a, a shift right like as you're saying like south beach used to be the the spot you wanted to be yeah. where you wanted to stay where you wanted to party and it seems like now things are kind of shifting with the evolution like winwood and yeah. um you know all the other venues that are kind of popping up and then of course now hollywood like yeah having a destination you know if you, if you have it you're gonna you might gonna go you're gonna end it there this this might be a hot take but i think because we might be entering into a um a world of people don't care so much like you you will always have your bottle poppers and people that want to feel exclusive 
But then there might be this generation coming up where it's just like, I just want something chill and cool, so I'm gonna go to Wynwood. And because I will get that experience and I'll be able to just yeah. have a relaxed evening as opposed to struggling to get a table or fighting to get a table or, or just, I have to spend this much just to get in this club. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, they, they got a good relationship with Eleven. Great so relationship. I've seen guys like E-Rock do a set at Dare and yeah. then they 15, 20 minute drive over to Eleven and, and that headline he said is 4 a.m. So yeah. you can knock out two. So that night that you were there, I did Hollywood's birthday. I was support for okay. Hollywood out of Vegas. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And um, he left for he left That's there right. and went right to Eleven. You know, and oh. it's a it's a 30 minute drive, and wow. you get there in plenty of time to headline. You know, you're done there, Hollywood, 2:30, and you're in Miami by three o'clock, and mm -hmm. and you know ready to go at Eleven, which is another <laughs> another, another scary place. <laughs> Never leave. Yeah, no, it's that that place is a black hole. We we always find it intriguing when we have a, a DJ that balances the club life and you're kind of unique cuz you have an agency as well, but also has the um, the private entertainment field and you know Rel is uh, involved in that right. field as well. <laughs> you told me some crazy numbers about how private events work during the summer um, in yeah. Atlantic City, which is short. Right, so it's just events in general for us. The shore is, the Jersey Shore is a huge destination point. So Philadelphia is almost a mass exodus over the summer. Most people leave and go to a shore point every Friday and Saturday. They, they rent shore houses, they, 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 their families have homes, they grew up there. So my company does about 250 events a month during the course of a year. And then when the summer kicks in, we bump up to 350 or 400 because you have the casinos doubling their stuff. You have their, you know, you have the beach bars opening up. You have the actual shore point towns opening up their venues that are only open for three or four months out of the year. And, and you know, we're lucky enough to handle and partner with a ton of great venues out there. And, you know, we get to handle kind of their entertainment from, from top to bottom. So, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, my wife gets pretty mad at me for running around so much <laughs> yeah i don't know and, and how many kids do you have i have two kids oh man, two kids you... two little kids a three-year-old and a one-year-old oh man yeah so i mean we so we asked really the same question and I, I, most of the guys that we're interviewing today um that have families or married or whatever like, right is there anything particular that you do to keep that balance as well, far as you know shout out to nick montone sitting over there uh <laughs> nick told me when when i started having kids that uh that the partying has to stop, you know? Mm. You have to kind of slow it down. That's a good friend. And, and, yeah, like, you know, and he said, you can fix tired, but you can't fix hungover. And, <laughs> and like, you know, and, and like, and that's about as good of advice as I can tell you, you know? Like, I'm done at 4 a.m. some nights. I'm up at 7.30 with my kids, you know, just like Randy said earlier, you know? I don't miss a dance class. I don't, I don't miss a, an event, and, and I don't want to. Um, I've been in this business a really long time and the partying gets old as I'm sure you guys you know can attest yeah, to yeah, so yeah. my family and the reason why we do this and why we run around so much is for is for the kids and for my wife so yeah. um, I'm just thankful that they're so supportive because without that yeah. there's it's no easy. way yeah. I can do what it's I do different. at all so I'm gonna bounce back to the Philly conversation um, what do you think Philly needs to be taken to a little bit more serious or be taken to the next level um I mean, I would love some more tourism. You know, I would love a different clientele of people that come in. We're kind of drawing, like I said earlier, we're drawing from the exact same crowd every single week. Right. Um, I think there's a project coming that's going to help shape the course of Philly sure. nightlife. And, you know, we've talked about it at length. And 
I'm not going to say too, too much about it, but I think it's going to be done right, and the team that's being built is going to be built by the right people, and they have a really good idea of what works in Philadelphia, and that's something that, that has always been a mistake with Philly is, you know, people go to New York or Vegas or L.A. and say, oh, we should do this here. Well, it, it doesn't really work here, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, it doesn't work here at all, and so, you know, we have to remember that Philly's still going to be Philly, and so, you know, the the giant bookings, the $150,000 acts, the, it might not work, you know, once a year, twice a year, sure, you know, yeah. but we have a little bit of a number that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but as long as people remember that they're playing toward Philadelphia people every single time they play, right. then it'll be a successful night, and that's that's really it. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, man. Oh, man. We good? Yeah. Anything you like to plug? Talk plug about? Oh, I'm just geeking out to be sitting here. I've been watching you guys for a million years, so like it's just yeah. cool for me to be sitting yeah, here. So. Show that old. <laughs> <laughs> Not that old, but only Dave's got the gray hair. So. <laughs> I got I'm just hiding the gray hair for them. This from growing up with our fair enough life with us. But man, we appreciate you. Oh man, Absolutely. thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming, making so the trip out from Philly. Oh no, that's, that's right. Yeah, he flew out from Philly just yeah. in case y'all haven't figured that out yet. So yeah. he's. I told him how important this link up was. He's like, I'm there. Yeah, Montone, and then drift came from Vietnam. Vietnam. It's straight yeah, from right. Vietnam. So He's shout crazy. out to Double Down. Y'all are representing in here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, cool. So we're at the East Coast Link Up here in Boston at Empire. Empire. Yep. Um, we're having a great time. And our last, but not least, save the best for last. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I like to say. No, no diss to, to any other fellas, but uh, DJ JD. Oh my God, how are you? Great. How are you? Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for really being a part of this. You know, really appreciate this. You know what's crazy about this is we've known each other the longest uh, yeah. when it really comes down to the the simple dates and everything. Well, as a, in, in regards to Big Night, I think I've known you longer than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. so taking it back 13 plus years or so, um, we initially met all together at WMC yeah, when so. that yeah. was the thing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, just for a throwback Thursday, right? And then uh, we connected later here uh, in Boston. I was DJing Warp Tour yeah. uh, for the truth.org.com, which I'm into. Yeah. And um, man, you've just been kind of aligned with what we've been doing, whether it be through DJ City or good old uh, a, a website that I won't name this time, but you were an all time <laughs> uh, hot seller of an yeah. edit. Yeah, a boot, bootleg mashup Mash-ups. for for a little while right. on, on that site. What so. was the stat there? You were the all-time <laughs> highest selling. You had the most sales of any any track on the site for wow. a That's couple crazy. years, which is crazy. I, I think I hit it. I had it at a good sale. Like they had a sale, a fifty percent off sale at one point. Oh, okay. Uh, I, had, I was like really pushing it during that. So cool. I, think, I think that helped. You know. Yeah. That was a nice little check. Back in the day. <coughs> it's cool. From the I, when I was living at my mom's house, I was like, yeah, this check is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you it know it's funny because when I think back to when we met at um, Winter Music and I think of those conversations and, I'm, and I can't help but think that we were just trying to figure it out at that point. Yeah, we, we, we were just yeah. a group of DJs, Jay Espinosa being one, yep. Phenom, Latin Prince, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's so many guys that were there. I can't think. Clutch was Clutch was like the dude. Yeah. We were all going to see him DJ, and just remember being in conversation, trying to figure out. Fast forward, you're headlining Memoir, The Grand Shrine. Obviously, you've been working with Shrine for a very long time, yeah, and yeah. you're you're in house. You're on payroll. Um, speak to just the evolution of you being a part of Big Night. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, 
I mean, really my end to Big Night kind of came through that first WMC experience, with it, which I think was 2008, maybe, was the, the first one I went to. Yeah. And um, I had put together a mixed CD for to hand out there, you know, promote and everything, of course. We all had CDs. Mixed CDs, yeah, we all, we all did. And uh, it was that CD that I used as my demo when Shrine opened. There was like a Craigslist ad wow. Uh, wow. for Shrine opening, and I was like, it was in my backyard, literally 10 minutes from my house. Who like put this. out the ad, Randy? Uh, Randy and Christine, who's our HR wow. director. So Christine heard it. She listened to it on her way home after she got the link. It's probably like a MySpace link to do it or something. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, she sent it to Randy, and she's like, this guy sounds good. Let's interview him. Wow. Awesome. Boom. The rest is history. Awesome. So I, I got to open, do the opening set on opening night, which I think was May 17, 2008. Wow. And uh, wow. AM was the headliner. Crazy. Which, uh, did, you, did you, at that point, did you see anything like that? Or have you seen him before? That was my first time seeing him live. And uh, like, I'd been looking up to him for years, since sure. you know, probably 2005. He was definitely a huge inspiration for just my early style, like just getting yeah. excited about DJing and you know, trying new things, being able to blend all these different genres that we were trying to do back then. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun, it was interesting, it was different. So uh, it was, it was nerve wracking that you, night. You know, it's, because you mentioned that, this wasn't on the list to talk about, but because you mentioned that, um, and because all of Big Night's venues are very open format, you don't have to stick to one genre, they want you to top 40 and pop and all that. Yeah. Do, you, do you think you'll be seeing, do you think that's where the, the grand scope of things, do you think that's where we're going in regards to clubs around the country, where it's more open format? I mean, have you seen any, any other patterns out here in Boston? And I think, in general, open format is, is the, the path. But, you know, obviously the EDM, that whole bubble. I is, feel like there's, still, there's more EDM now than, let's say, a, a year or two ago. Yeah. I think that EDM, like I remember in like 2000s, when like Sandstorm and all that stuff first yeah. came out, when I was first yeah. getting DJing, like it was like, oh, techno, cool, let's go to this, this little <laughs> little underground rave and listen yeah. to some techno. And then it died, like completely. Yeah. There was like no dance music, it seemed like, until like 2010, you know, and yeah. then like Avicii and all that stuff. And so I think that, that ebb and flow of EDM is gonna be pulsing a lot more than it was. It's gonna be happening a lot more quickly. Um, so instead of having like 10, 15 years in between those cycles, it'll be, you know, three, four, five yeah. years maybe, you know? And it's never gonna go completely away like it did, I think. So that's always gonna be there, which is good. We need that that clubby energy, you know? Yeah. Some of the, the pop music out there doesn't have a lot of that sometimes. So it's, uh, we need that to yeah. to help our sets. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about how like up-tempo music seems like it's it's got a moment, right? Like we've had so, so many, as a DJ, so many dope records come in at the different tempos, a little slower. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot of energy be behind the hip hop scene, but yeah. there's definitely kind of an opportunity for a fresh sound. And now kind of 10 years away from the LMFAO pop, like Timbaland sound, yeah. that, that early JT sound, like now seems like a really good time where that stuff is not only coming to sneak in, but you could come bring a mainstream record that'll kind of fit that mold as well. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll I think see. like what what we as DJs consider our like throwback set, you know, has to kind of progress yeah. with that. You know, a lot Constantly, of us, yeah. I think, who came up in that era, like it's hard to look at some of this 2012, 2013 stuff as like a throwback right. for us. You know. Right. Uh, so I know myself, like mentally, I have to to consider that more. 
like consider the audience a little more as we we get a little older compared to yeah you guys are definitely more spoiled out here because you can play everything whereas if i go to most of the cities in the country it's just like yeah keep it 95 percent hip-hop and that's fine because not everyone wants to hear like the serious hard to find or or up-and-coming hip-hop so you can when they say hip-hop they kind of mean momentone a little bit more before i just what they don't mean is don't not up tempo yeah right just keep it in the 100 to 60 BPM range though. Yeah, I think we're definitely lucky because we still can definitely go up and down that that BPM spectrum. You know, yeah. do a do a 10 minute EDM kind of set, whether it's like straight EDM or bootlegs and, and stuff, and then go to hip hop, go to the Moomba, go to throwbacks, go all that all, everywhere. So yeah, yeah, I think we're definitely lucky as far as that goes. You're also in the uh, in the private event realm as well, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of a lot of weddings. I won't be ashamed to say it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it. Uh, I think too many people are ashamed to say it. Sometimes. And why do you why do you think that is so? That's why a really good think, question. I mean, why do you think that you, it's it's considered quote unquote corny to be a wedding DJ? And it shouldn't be it's at all. It well, this is coming from a guy who also handles a lot of great private events. Right. Yeah, so, I do a lot of so, bar mitzvahs, a lot of weddings, yeah, and stuff I mean, like that. I think it comes from that old view of what those DJs were in mm. the past, which, you know, us coming from this more modern club background, we're not doing it that way, Yeah. right? We're, we're bringing this club energy exactly. to these events, just changing the music a little bit. Um, so I think, you know, the general public still, at least from our viewpoint, we think they still have that view of those type of DJs, yeah. which maybe they do. It, might, um, it seems like it's just a branding thing. like. Do you, like if you're trying to book the hottest club, and this is all this can be all in your head, right? Yeah. As a DJ, you're trying to book the hottest club, but you don't want them to see you just did a wedding on your Instagram, yeah, so you yeah, don't yeah. you don't claim it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong, wrong with it. Doing but it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's mostly in DJ's head. Yeah, exactly. it, it is the branding though, because uh, I mean I don't post very much wedding stuff on my like DJ JD yeah, Instagram, same, 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 but right. my Dawson Entertainment Instagram. Sure. You know, that's, gotcha. all it is. that's all it is. Yeah, but, and that makes it tough on us to be managing these multiple brands as well, which yeah. right. isn't the, the most fun thing. I was just going to interject quick because I think, and then I, I could be throwing a shot in the dark here, but it feels like because the generation now that's getting married, right? And I'm going to say, um, well, I'm too old now, I should have been married, but <laughs> statistically. Right. Um, but I statistically also probably missed a divorce, so we're good. Um, <laughs> Good point. Way to save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling up the logo. Guys, having a conversation with myself over here. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, to get to it, I think um, because the age is now right, like you usually get married. Let's call it mid twenties to thirties. Right. Sure. Thirty. Right. It gets older and older. It seems like it's. And so at, when we were just getting started DJing. That age group might have been a little older than us. Uh, they, they might have had a different experience growing up. They were probably um, used to dancing with a band or being at a club or more, not necessarily a nightclub, how we've experienced yeah. it. But now that the younger uh, age group is getting married, they're accustomed to listening to music a certain yeah, way. Sure. And it's loud and it's fun and it's not limited to you know, what the corny sound yeah. is, right? So yeah. with that evolving and that 
age demographic growing, just the way that our throwback sets are progressing, like I think it's why it, it's it's such a great avenue now, especially because the, um, the money's good usually. Yeah, from right, what I yeah. recall, it's so really better than what yeah, you get. Yeah. No, it's probably good. mostly. Correct me, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong or if you feel the same way. Um, I think that doing a lot of these weddings, these private events, help DJs grow more 100%. because. Um, Unlike your guys' venues where you guys are extremely open, when you guys say open format, you guys literally mean open format. Right. You know what I mean? As some spots will say open format, but as, you know, Danger was explaining earlier, it may just be like, okay, don't go past 105 BPM, right. 110 BPM. Right. We wanted to stay there. Um, it keeps those DJs in a bubble. So when they do get to, you know, do a venue like yours, um, like you guys, they're not exposed or have the experience to going more up tempo or playing any genres in that in that in that range but being that you know you've done you know private events weddings and stuff like that you jumped all over the place i've been in this this range i've been in this genre this bpm range or whatever definitely helps you know grow and get a lot of exposure and I, i think for me personally it keeps me up to date on what's new and what's not you know what yeah. I mean? because when you have a residency it's kind of like okay you can get away with playing the same shit all the time because you know it works because yeah. you know it works, it works yeah. you know that it works and you don't have to um and you don't really have to like be forced to keep your ear to the street to do that but when you constantly have to do these private events and they're different all the time you constantly be like okay what's new what there what's, what is this you know group of people uh listening to what's this group of people uh, affirm yeah. to i mean you experience the same thing in, in um in your- absolutely and another aspect of that is when we're in the club we're not out there really socializing with the people like talking to them and having them tell us this is what i want you to play exactly. like at a wedding you're talking to the the couple they're letting you know exactly like these are the songs that i think are hot and it's like it expands your horizons for exactly. sure whether it's new stuff whether it's old stuff you miss whether it's stuff you forgot about whether it's you know throwback stuff like funk or whatever that their parents are into mm. like it just expands your your whole horizon how often sure. do you have to deal with Brizilla? Yeah. not very often at all actually okay. like i've been been very lucky yeah. <laughs> very lucky yeah, yeah. 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 Mo- mom's 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 more than, mom's. Than, yeah. <laughs> mom's more than brides yeah. or like the the aunt who comes up the or the entitled know. family member that yeah. The one I love is you like the, the, the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The one I love is the, the maid of honor who comes up and asks you for the most ridiculous song, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, but this is our song. This is our favorite song." I'm, I'm like, "Listen, I have a whole thing that I talked to the bride about. She didn't mention this song, yeah. so it's not that important. I'm not <laughs> yeah. playing this crazy, crazy thing right now." I was gonna say on the alternative side, if if someone from the party said, "Hey, play this. Everyone will dance." That might be more valid than the random girl in the club saying, if you play this, everybody will dance. Yeah. I mean, you does. know this family more than me. You might be yeah, right. You have to, <laughs> you can't be afraid, completely afraid of the request at yeah. a, a private event because it's a much smaller group, much more intimate. They know each other a little better. Yeah. Yeah. You have to at least consider them. You don't have to do them. You have to consider them. <laughs> Just consider them. A little more, yeah. for sure. And so you also teach at Berkeley. I do. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Not to confuse our West Coast listeners, because right. we got a College UC Berkeley. 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 You got Berkeley College. Yeah. Okay. And you um, you teach a DJ class. You and Tony Clark, right? Yeah, Tony, Tony Clark and Radar. Shout out to him. Tony Radar Clark. Ellis Dope. as well. Dope. Uh, so. And you, you had recently um, Phenom, our president, DJ City Beat Source, come and talk yeah. um, at the yeah. school. And you had a little audience for him. Yeah, uh, what was that experience like for the students? Like, what did you get overall from the, that experience? Um, you know, he came and talked about what Beat Source is all about, about, uh, you know, bringing streaming music to, to DJs yeah. in a realistic way. Um, and I think 
you know, the students that were there and the teachers that were there too are all very excited about that prospect. I mean, it seems like the obvious progression of, yeah. uh, of DJ music. So uh, it's definitely exciting to kind of see that, that coming and see what that future could be. And it was definitely fun to ask some questions. And uh, I think the students are definitely excited because they, as I think was touched on in that, that session, like DJs now have no real concept of owning or having, really having a song, you sure. know, like they, they just stream on whatever platform they're on. And that's been the hardest thing as a teacher in that class is when we get them on Serato, Okay, cool. Yeah, here's Serato. Boom. Drag some music into your library. Yep. What music? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's From no where? music to drag on their library. <laughs> right. These are music students who want to be musicians, and they don't have music on their computer. Right. So if they don't, nobody does. You're like, right? look so. at LimeWire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when they do, it's all YouTube rips. Yeah. And it's like, right. come on. Like, come on. all right, this sounds like crap, but it'll get you through the class, whatever. But we need to get you on a record pool or, or something. Right. like. So the streaming... For them is going to be huge. It's going to be huge for teaching the class. It's going to be huge for everything. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, shit, man. Um, Big thank you yeah. to you uh, for thank helping you for, put putting exactly. this together. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Uh, working awesome. with Beat Source, DJ City, um, for having us. It was uh, sure. great to connect. Yeah. He hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> you haven't. I think you look the same too. Uh, thank you. I, I hope so. Put on weight, but that's you... why I grew the beard. I'm trying. So, yeah. <laughs> try to keep the branding consistent. Yeah, yeah. Consistent is key. Belly buckets, baby. There you go. Yeah, man. Thank you again for being a part of this. Yes. Yeah. DJJD, everybody. And yeah. that is the end of this episode. Thank you Nikki for tuning Beast in. podcast. Yeah. Let's go. And the next episode, uh, next week, we're going to have Randy, the owner of. Uh, the Grand Memoir and Big Night Live Entertainment. So, yeah. Owns Boston. He ready for that. Yeah, he owns Boston. <laughs> exactly. Big boss. Cool. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you, sir.